cut the crap, the crap, the crap. It's Beaver Kool-Aid. Beaver Kool-Aid. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett. Beaver Kool-Aid. Check it, check it, check it. Check it out. Warren Buffett has cancer too, man. But he's okay. Stage one. Is that the deal? Not life-threatening. And even if it was, he's got so much money, he could, uh, he could beat cancer. He yeah, it's, not, it's, it's prostate, and it's it's not threatening. And uh, I wondered why that was a story yesterday, frankly. I bet he's uh, got 15 or 20 prostates in his refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he yeah, can just buy yeah. one. I mean, he's 82. <laughs> Stuff's going to happen. But I heard that, and I thought, okay, is it because, you know, you're just uh, you're a wealthy guy, and then people want to know about you? What's the deal? Is he considered a celebrity? Is, is Buffett a celebrity? Yeah, I, I, yeah and I guess he is. All I know is he's got stage one, but damn it, his secretary has stage two. And that's just not right. It's not, not fair. Right. It is not. It's absolutely not fair. There's, it's not fair that, that uh, Warren has, uh, you know, less of a cancer than his secretary has. We need to do something about that. <laughs> he must have paid somebody off. That's what it was. <laughs> you know what? We need to work on that, man. You know, life needs to be fair. I wonder Fair. if his brother Jimmy has uh, any problems. I haven't heard much from him lately. You know, they're they're not related at all. But that that uh, people people make that mistake all the time because there was a rumor that they were cousins or whatever, and so they talk about that. I happened to because I know that because I thought it was true, and I happened to drop it at a party and got shut down quickly. Really, by Jimmy Buffett fans. Ah, you know, were, were you being you weren't being serious? You were just messing with them, right? No, I thought I thought they were. You really thought? Oh, you really thought they were related? I thought I'd write that someplace. Oh, okay. I uh, I used to eat at one of their restaurants in Myrtle Beach, the Seafood Buffet. Uh, They had that twenty six (laughs) ninety nine plate you could get there. Yeah, and that's how Warren got all his money from all those buffets. Hold still, man. My red dot shaky on your forehead. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I got Melly here in the background to take care of me. Hang on, dude. Hang on, I'm trying to take you out. Right? Hang on. So, uh, so listen, the NFL schedule they just released that uh, today. Yeah. And uh, and Peyton Manning uh, kicks off uh, kicks off his season against the Steelers uh, with his uh, new team, the Broncos. So uh, that'll be good, man. Jesus against the rapist. You know what I'm saying? Actually, not Jesus against the rapist. Sorry, it was a horrible joke. It's uh, he's the uh, he's uh, God, right? He's as far as quarterbacks, he's God to Tim Tebow's Jesus. Am I right? That that's that's what they've been saying. So, uh, who do you feel like uh, he's going to bring anything to the Broncos? I mean, you, how do you? How, Shit, Jim. What, what's your that, what's your uh, forecast with? Uh, you know, I don't I don't know much ab- about the Broncos, but I do know that uh, you know Peyton Manning, man, come on, he's behind the when he's at the helm of the bobsled, you know, things are going to go well as long as he's healthy. Yeah. So he, he kicks off uh, with the Steelers and then the, the Cowboys uh, face uh, the, the defending Super Bowl champion Giants in the first week. Hmm, that should we, be a, we, a slaughter. Yeah, go right up to New York City and uh, start the uh, start it off right. So, 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 I mean, as a Cowboys fan, you have to start your, your – the delusional trend should be – Pulling out of the station about now, right? <laughs> it always That's exactly right. about that time. <laughs> That's exactly right. This is going to be the year. Come on, John. We're going to win uh, it. We're going all the way. This is right about when Cowboy fans uh, start to think that our our sixth Super Bowl is right around the corner. Oh, yeah. It's right here. Uh-huh. 
I'm but glad. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about my Spurs. Whipped up on the Lakers last night. Indeed. Great game. Indeed. Shot almost 60% for the game. The Spurs are looking great, man. They are looking good this season, aren't they? They're really loaded. Well, we got uh, the deepest bench we've ever had. And, and we'll probably good. hit Memphis first round of the playoffs and get knocked out. You know, so. Feels good. No, we won't play Memphis at this point. Yeah. No, it's, that's not going to happen, Lloyd. Well, good. I'm glad Lloyd. to see that. Since we got knocked out the first round last Lloyd. year. Lloyd. <laughs> Take that Lloyd. red dot off my forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, hold still, man. Look at look at this. I got, this hey, I'm a, I'm a fan. I got a Manu spot. Look at that. I got a Manu. Yeah, that's my big dot. Look at that. See, that, that is your Manu of, spot. My my what Manu bald spot, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan. I I wear one of the look Manu bald spots, dude. Yeah, that you you got them you got them at supercuts to do that. Did I, you? I did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they didn't do it on purpose. It was at supercuts. <laughs> 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 Guess what? Supercuts is never going to be a sponsor of this show. <laughs> Not after looking at my hair, they won't. You know what? Yeah. We should put up a little big board behind here of all the sponsors that we'll never have. <laughs> Mark uh, that one it. off. That one's not going to happen. Let's see. We've yeah. we've knocked off IKEA. Put it right next to Santa Claus. All the sponsors. Yeah, if you cut my hair, can you can you put the iPhone down? I mean, please, really. <laughs> so the space shuttle Discovery uh, flew around Washington D.C. before it. Uh, it uh, flew over, I guess, close to uh, landed close to where it's going to live in a museum, and uh, so that was the big news yesterday: is that our space program is officially dead. Where is uh, where is it going to be its final resting place? Like the uh, in uh, D.C., I guess. No, it's in Virginia. It's uh, it's an annex of the space and uh, air museum. Okay, because it's there's no there's no place for it in D.C. proper, so they have an annex there. You know where they could park it at? They could park it next to the Lisa Marie there at Graceland, you know, have that thing on display. It'd probably get more visitors there in in Memphis than it would up in Virginia. You just park that uh, that shuttle right next to the Lisa Marie airplane there, the jet. And um, I don't know. I think that'd be a good idea. They say they're going to stick it at the Smithsonian's Stephen F. Udverhazy Center in Chantilly. Yeah, it's in Chantilly. So, How about uh, Neverland? They could put it at Neverland out in uh, Santa Barbara, you know, for Michael Jackson's house. Add that to the amusement rides. You could kind of walk through the Discovery and more well, visitors. They got, you know, they, they're parceling them out. So there will be one in, in Los Angeles. Okay. So, but uh, Discovery there in, in uh, Northern Virginia. But that was impressive seeing that uh, kind of fly around the National Mall over the National Mall yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> pretty that cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah, you guys are freaking so. patriots, man. I tell you, I'm I'm feeling very uh... well. The thing about it, you look at Discovery, and and you know when when you when you can look at it up close, and you realize how beat up these things are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And how did they ever get back out of the space? I mean, how many how they many flights did that thing have? How many did it do? 20, twenty seven years. It was in service for twenty seven years. That's pretty good. You know, it's it's you know for for folks like me who are in their thirties and forties. You know, that's an icon of your childhood. You know, I was in the seventh grade when uh, the space shuttle exploded. And, uh, you know, so watching that and just, you know, watching space exploration, you know, with the space shuttle, that's definitely a Generation X, you know, thing. And so to, to watch that go away is, is uh, you know, a sign of the times. Um, makes, yeah, me feel, makes me feel old. Yeah, I, I can remember uh, in 86, uh, I was... Uh, I was doing twelve-year-olds from the request line um, when you know that thing went you out. were what? <laughs> you were what? 
What? <laughs> oh, you we were... live? I was, uh, you know, I, I was... thought we were in commercial. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Another yeah. revelation from Lyle here. Yeah, well, nothing he... better than being on the phone with some chick and then her mom gets on the other, the extension. Who are you talking to? I need to use this phone. Mommy, I'm talking to the cowboy, John Lyle. So I guess you don't have your own apartment. <laughs> Could you stand on the corner of the 7-Eleven? I'm going to drive by at 10-15 this morning. want to get a good look at you there before we, uh, before we hook up. All right. So listen, there's, there's this payphone in New York City, and uh, there's a webcam you know, on the payphone, right? And so somebody online... Uh, uh, has the brilliant idea to recruit several other people, you know, throughout the country, throughout New York City, uh, to post, uh, you know, a um, profile on Match.com. You know, of, hey, I'm this kind of guy. I'm a good guy. You know, five foot eight. Everybody likes my spinach dip. And uh, and so uh, and you and you uh, or, or and 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 so uh, I guess the whole thing was these guys are getting online. They're answering these uh, profiles, these female profiles. And uh, the uh, the female profiles are fake, and so basically it says, uh, "Hey, why don't you meet me at this payphone on uh, this night, uh, you know, or this evening, or this afternoon?" And so what happened was, uh, I don't know, ten, fifteen guys end up sending upon the same payphone, and uh, and the funny and the funny thing was is that the entire world knew about it, but these kids, Ooh. and so and so everybody's on the webcam watching these uh, forever alones. Uh, wait for somebody who's never going to come at the payphone. <laughs> so this is like a modern day candid camera, almost. Indeed. Wow. I don't know. Did how you, did you see this, or just read this story? No, no, I saw it. I watched it. I watched. Oh, it. you for you are you? I mean, were they jostling for position? It's like, uh, hey, layman, you know, line up, dude. I was here first. Everybody's standing next to the phone like this. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Like, I'm just hanging out. I just happen to be in this location. First of all, the problem with that story is someone waiting at a payphone in New York City. I mean, who the hell waits for a payphone anymore? I mean, that's that. My my daughter doesn't even know what a payphone is. It's the only place that has them now, I think. Yeah. Well, it's a big rendezvous point, you know, because you can say that. Is that a uh, payphone? Oh, okay. Is that like a gay reference or something? We used to do that. We used to say, meet me at the escalator in pennies. And, of course, you'd tell them something that you weren't going to be wearing. So that way you'd have a chance to check them out first from afar. <laughs> what if they did the same thing back to you, though? Well, that would happen, too. Yeah. So, so sometimes the rendezvous never happened because you didn't see anybody dressed correctly. And they didn't either. How many years were you in radio before you realized you're not supposed to meet listeners who call in on the request line? Uh, well, considering my r- first radio station was a religious station. So the women I talked to were in their seventies and they wanted someone to pray with them. <laughs> so after that, my, uh, when I first worked at a, a top 40 station, it took me two weeks to realize, uh, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Cause this chick, she was a daughter of a judge and, uh, I was waiting for, I, I, I was like an idiot. I told her where I lived. Yeah. That was, she not was coming smart. by my place. Boy. And I got, I got, and she was a little late, so I was walking down a street. I don't know, maybe get something at a convenience store or whatever. And then this car drives by, and there's this huge woman behind the wheel with a neck the size of a telephone pole. <laughs> and that was this chick. And I wouldn't let her in my apartment. And I still remember to this day, she goes, I, I, I you know, I, what I really want to do is grab you and take you back to your bedroom and rape you. And you Ooh. know, she could have if she wanted to. <laughs> 
So I was. She would have ripped that forever lazy right off of your ass and had her away with you, man. So I was 18 years old. It didn't take long. But you know what? You still got to dip that toe back into the water. You just, you know, you, what you do is you realize that, okay, I need to, I need to work on this. Not, and you realize that the better they sound, the uglier they are. Mm, you know it. So there's a direct correlation. So you listen to somebody who has a really crappy voice and you know, they might be kind of sweet. Yeah. But if they sound really good and they purr, that's not good. Ever no, met uh, anyone on the phone that was hot, Drew, or a listener request line? Oh, I think I have a couple of times. But that's in a 25-year radio career. Yeah. I think they, the w- we, used to, we used to work at a station where they had a, a picture of the ugliest human being they could find printed uh, right in front of the board, you know, when you're, on the, when you're on the mic, and it says, this is who you are talking to right now. <laughs> that's motivation. I think the, I, uh, I, the I, weirdest I, city I ever lived in uh, as far as calls came was uh, Virginia Beach. That was... Um, the the loneliest city I've ever lived in was Virginia Beach, and I say that because there was these um, these Navy uh, widows, is what I called them, even though they their husband was fine. They were just on those six month med crews, and these girls would get lonely and call the radio station, and boy, the offers that came in from those girls. And I'm happy to say I never took them up on one single instance. Never. Oh, come on, Lloyd. Never. What kind of whore All right, are all right, you? all right. I will, I will tell you this. One invited me over for dinner, and I went over to her house, and of course, as soon as I walk in the door, the first thing I see is this photo of her and her husband, you know, and all over the walls, and I did eat dinner and sat on the couch. I was uncomfortable the entire time. She's a good-looking girl, too. She wasn't like, you know, the one that John described, good-looking girl. And she goes, hang on, I'm going to go uh, toss some uh, dishes in the dishwasher. I'll be right back. I'm sitting there staring at these photos. She comes back out, and she's got the lingerie on. And I was like, whoa. And she's like, I'm just lonely, and I, I need someone here. And I was like, well, I'd love to help you. But uh, the, the morals kicked in, and I walked out. So Shut the fuck up. I did. did not. I know. I, I, what the hell is that? I walked out. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> but couldn't. you know, I just couldn't do it. I sprouted yeah, my wings and my halo and I flew out of there. <laughs> <laughs> when you see Tim Tebow knocking at the door going like, you know what, Lloyd, it's time to go, my friend. I had to get out of there. So Yeah, yeah you know, you, you just, you know, you were just worried because maybe this guy wasn't deployed. <laughs> yeah, big Navy you know, guy coming and kick my ass. Know that, you know, he or his twin brother could be walking in at any moment. You know, my husband's a Navy SEAL, right? And I was like, okay, good. Yeah, no, I didn't go there. So, so that was good. I want when I same thing. I mean, I was living, I was living in Richmond, Virginia, and. Um, What's the deal with Virginia old. with you guys? What is the deal? I don't know. I hate I that state. Richmond and and I I lived in a downtown high rise and would go up on the roof to uh, to sun yourself. And I was up there one day and uh, reading, and this chick walks out who's like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Very young. And I go, holy crap, because this apartment building was all full of old people. I was the youngest person by far in this building, so I'd never seen anybody that young. So I, that was uh, during the day, and I did the night show, going to the, do the night show. I was bored while I was on the air. I was public service director, so I went down to my mail slot, which I'd never done before, ever, to go grab some public service stuff to start looking at it so I could write up you know, the little public service liners. I'd never done that before, and there was a winner's sheet in my box. So I was supposed to be giving away tickets to something, but all right. So I, I, I give away whatever prize it is, 
and the caller happens to be, believe it or not, she gives her address, and it's my address. Whoa. And I thought, wait a minute. Well, are you on the roof today? Do you have blonde hair? You and it was her. Wow. Now, you talk about coincidence. Because I'd never hmm. go to my box when I was on the air. I did, you know, and she happens to be the winner. And that uh, developed into a very small tryst <laughs> with this chick. Because she lived in my apartment building, but she was the kept woman of this guy that owned a chain of meatpacking plants. I'm sure he packed her. <laughs> and and <laughs> she was meat. trying to get away from him and moves into my apartment. It's like, okay, let's see. He lives on the fourth floor. I'm on the 12th floor. Hmm, that's a lot of protection. Mm, right. Yeah. So she ended up staying with me for about three days, and that's it. But that was... Uh, that was uh, unbelievably delectable. Well, unbelievable. I, I did uh, I did mornings in Virginia. Actually, I did I did mornings uh, in Kansas City. And this woman who uh, worked below me, we, we were in a bank, and uh, she worked below me in a, in a lawyer's. So she was a CPA, she or, or uh, whatever. She was a lawyer's assistant, whatever they, whatever they call them. And uh, and uh, she would come up and in uh, on Fridays in. Uh, come into the studio and uh, watch and she uh she invited me over for dinner one night with uh, with uh, one of the other employees and so i thought well if it's you know, i'm gonna go with the traffic girl so that's not so bad and i went over there and she's got a wife and or she's got a husband and a, and a kid and uh, she makes dinner and everything and then uh, later on that year you know she asks to go uh to a concert you know she asked for tickets and so you know i gave her the tickets and everything and she goes and uh, she asks me to take her home afterwards from the wow. show. And uh, so I take her back to the station and I uh, I uh, say, hey, you know, I hope you had a good time. And she plants one on me. And I said, listen, you're married. You know, you got to get out of here. Get on home. And uh, so I, I, I went home. And, and I had only lived in Kansas City for just a few months at the time. And uh, I go home and, I you know, I'm doing the morning show. So I got to get up early the next morning. And... Uh, and there's a knock on my door. Ooh. Nobody really knows where I live. And I open the door, and it's her. And I say, what are you doing here? How would you find my house? And she said, the promotions guy knew where you lived, and he told me. <laughs> and she came in and, uh, and took her clothes off. And, uh, and, uh, and I said, uh, and, then my mora <laughs> and then my morals hit me, and I said, honey, I just am not going to be able to do this. <laughs> See? So we are totally just disparaging yeah, all right. those stereotypes of DJs being yeah. sluts. Yeah. See there? Yeah. Wow. And then I sprouted, oh, then I sprouted my wings and my halo uh, and I flew in there. Liar, liar. Liar. <laughs> liar, 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 liar. Oh, my God. I can't yeah. believe this has turned into G-rated. I was expecting some big yeah. porno story here and nothing, man. We got nothing today. It's Beaver Kool-Aid. Beaver Kool-Aid.